0: This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman here with you on a Thursday morning. We're glad you've joined us at supertalk.fm or wherever it is you get podcasts from. We appreciate all of our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. We want to thank our sponsors, Strange Brew Coffeehouse and Churnin' Spoon Ice Cream. Joel, I don't know if you guys know this about Joel just yet, but he is a, uh, he is a, a volunteer assistant coach. For a youth T-ball team here, that of course future Atlanta Braves slugger Cal Coleman is going to be a part of. Uh, yeah, we got to keep him engaged for the full, uh,
1: I guess, three innings for T-ball or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. do. But once we get three there, three through the order. Yeah.
0: Once we get there, maybe we're on to something. And and so what I'm I'm say that to say this that Joel is going to need coffee maybe more than ever over these next few months. Yeah. So. Could he, could have used three or four cups last night? That'd have been you, great. You just need to start bringing a couple with you. <laughs> <laughs> when you come to the ballpark, just feel like it's preventative. It's preventative. So, well, whenever you need a boost, you know co- that Strange Brew uh, Coffee House is there for you. Great drinks, great service. You'll always leave there with a smile. And of course, if you want to really leave with a smile, just sneak on over to Churn and Spoon and grab yourself an ice cream sundae or a milkshake. Those are two of my favorite places in Starville to be: the Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Excuse me. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com. That's the place to find the biggest and best selection of MSU merchandise in central Mississippi. They've got everything there. Shirts, hats, uh, T-shirts, stuff for around the house, stuff to put on the car. Whatever it is you need to let people know that you support the maroon and white, College Corner has you covered. Two locations in the Jackson area. They're in Ridgeland by Fleet Feet. They're in Flowood by the Half Shell. Or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. When you head back up to Starkville next weekend for Super Bulldog, make sure that Humble Taco is on the list for your places to make that you can't miss because it's just Starkville's newest and best Mexican restaurant. Mexican fare with Mississippi roots, great innovative dishes, but with a Mississippi twist on almost all of them. Great list of local beers, wine list, margaritas on tap, everything you need to get the evening going to enjoy after a victory in baseball. Great atmosphere, huge patio. You just can't go wrong. It's one of the best new restaurants in town. It's going to be that way for a long, long time. Go make sure to check out our friends over at Humble Taco. What's up, Joel? Joel, is uh, this is the first show of many this uh, over the next coming months where Joel will not be fully engaged because the Braves are on. You know, you could have just said, hey... The Braves are on, and we could have done this later.
1: Hey, I actually almost did that, but then I was like, "That means I will have to, you know, go to church tonight and then come back up it here is tonight." Yeah, and all oh, that. Oh, that's why we couldn't yard, just so go right, right at six. Yeah. So I just wanted to get get it get it done. All right,
0: who are they playing today? The Nats, you said? Yeah, double header. Oh, a double header. Yeah. Oh gosh, so no, so no chance for you to be engaged at any point for the next five hours. Well, you know, right this, doing a five hour podcast. Well, this but, year, you know,
1: all MLB double headers are against seven innings. So are they really? Mm-hmm. Oh God.
0: I don't. That was like that, that,
1: that way last year too.
0: Were there a lot of double headers last year? Yeah, there oh, were. I don't recall. Yep. Yeah. And I
1: actually, I, from a viewing standpoint, from a guy that loves baseball, I would prefer they just be both nine innings. But from a viewing standpoint, like today, I'm kind of I kind of like it both being seven innings because I feel like I'm probably going to be able to watch most of both games. So, from a a viewing and getting it in standpoint, it's 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 okay. Makes it a little bit weird. Okay. Because, I mean, in the MLB, you know, you hope your pitcher goes at least six innings and then all of a sudden you about don't even need your bullpen sometimes. Yeah. I say that. Both teams are now in the bullpen in the third inning. So that's Major League
0: Baseball for you these days. All right. We're going to start with football today. We'll get to baseball in the second half of the show, but let's do a positional breakdown to start us off. And this is it, right? This is a spot where if they're not better, Might as well pack it in and just not even play the games. The offensive line. Mm -hmm. I got a word. Last year's offensive line play was. I'm going to say shocking.
1: That's a word. I think I. The first one I would that came to mind as you were trying to finish your own. Don't use my word. I won't.
0: Baffling. Baffling. Yeah. Same. Same sort of. Because I mean to see five guys. Five. I mean Charles Cross, a top offensive lineman in his class. Dollar Bill, a four-star kid, Greg Island, Darian Parker, both potential NFL camp guys. Uh, Cole Smith, uh, a guy who signed with LSU out of high school, so you know he's got some talent. Five on three to consistently get beat the way they did was something that I never thought possible in in this in the sport of college football. I mean,
1: football. and think about it; these are guys that train and you know look at their bodies, and they they can't. Five of those guys can't block three of any, and I don't care the talent level.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You've you've almost got double the manpower there to hold I mean, back unless three. Unless the other do three
0: it. guys are Jeff Simmons, Aaron Donald, and uh, Chris Jones, I feel like five like five of anybody should be able to block three of anybody. I mean,
1: I, I about I was about going to say that, but I, I don't want this. This isn't me trying to diminish what these guys do, right? But I would like to think on some occasions, anyway. Me, you, Steve Robertson, Robbie Falk, and Tyler Horka mm-hmm. could block three other dudes for a, a second on occasion. Yeah. Like <laughs> for at least long enough to get a pass off.
0: So But there were times where it seemed like they those guys had no chance. There were more than times. There were games. There were there were a whole back to back series where they just could not block three guys. That said, by the it was getting better. There were still moments.
1: Better. I mean, even in the bowl game there were moments. Right. But I felt like it became more
0: consistent as the year wore on. And so now we move into year two with Mason Miller, with wide splits, with, with you know, passing 70 times. And we have to ask, are they going to be any better? If they're not going to be any better, then this is all... Everything we say about every other position group is a waste of time. It all ends, starts and ends here. We go back to a Saturday in the scrimmage, across the front. It was cross, sharp. Smith, um, Dollar Bill, Bill, and Lashley as your starters. I think Cam Jones is probably the first guy off the bench there, the swing guy. The almighty Scott Lashley. (laughs) (laughs) He's got, got a big weekend coming up for his cousin uh, at WrestleMania, uh, which, we, by the way, on Friday's show, uh, we will preview some WrestleMania. Just just going to let you know. There'll be people clicking off of that yeah, real we'll, quick. we'll set it up where, you know, we'll let you know where that begins <laughs> so you can just call it a day. Um, will they be better, Joel? I, I can't see how they won't be at least
1: at least marginally better. How could you continue to spend time in this system And they got better as the year went on last year and not be at least a little bit better this year. I mean, if they're not, if they're not, I mean, that that speaks volumes for, I mean, you got to change something up. (laughs) Whether it's change your splits or change the, the way you're coaching them or something, if these guys cannot show improvement with over a year in this system, you got issues, man. Will they be better? I mean, all we can do sitting here today is guess. I would say yes. I mean, I thought they – look, they didn't have to go against rush three, drop eight, I don't guess, in the scrimmage that we got to witness the other day. But I thought against what I think is a pretty pretty doggone decent Mississippi State defensive front, I thought the offensive line looked pretty good the other day. I mean, yeah, they, there was some pressure on at times,
0: but I thought they looked okay. Here's what I would say is that I do think they'll be better. I do think – and part of this is MSU fans, we've talked about you know adjusting your your minds for what might – part of it is you have to adjust it. There are going to be sacks. All right, When you throw the ball 40, 50, 60 times, there's going to be sacks. It's a question of what becomes acceptable. You know, Two sacks a game on 60 attempts is not terrible. Five sacks a game is a problem. And then, of course, it becomes a question of, you know, quarterback hurries and, and you know flushing the quarterback out of the pocket and all that. I think they're going to be better, but they've got to be they've got to show that pretty quickly. Otherwise, this is going to get out of it's going to spiral out of control. Well,
1: I think some of their improvement that I expect to see, it comes a little bit with. I, I, I'm going under the assumption as we sit here today that Will Rogers will be the starting quarterback. You know, will, will that ultimately change before September the fourth? Maybe. I don't know. But today I'm gonna to assume that Will Rogers is the guy. I I feel like Will and the offensive line all together, it's kinda of like an orchestra. They all kinda of have to do their part. They, they I all agree, need I agree. to they they all have to be in harmony with each other. And, you know, if Will does something silly back there, it hinders the five guys in front of him ability to do their job. If the five guys in front of him, if somebody's off there, it hinders Will's ability to do They all kind of have to work in sync with one another. I felt like Will got better at that as the year went along last Mm -hmm. year. And I guess what I'm saying is I think Will's development could help the five guys in
0: front of him. I agree with that, especially in terms of running the football. We saw he's got some mobility. He's got to be quicker in that decision. You know, as soon as you feel pressure, I got to go. You know, and this is why I thought last year there were times where I would have given Garrett Schrader a, a run just to say, like, look, just go out there, and if you feel pressure, start running. They'll come out of it eventually, and we can figure it out after that. But That's where you wonder a little bit with Jack Abraham. How mm-hmm. much of a runner was he? Not much. Not much. Not much. He I, and Rodgers are very similar. They, they've they got good pocket awareness, and they're mobile, but they're not – they're not running threats so there's a difference between being mobile and being a running yeah. threat I think of the three Lovertich is probably the best running threat but again I don't I don't expect him to get a lot of reps you know I don't expect anybody outside of rogers at this point to get a lot of reps you know
1: us talking this through a little bit and, and me saying what you and you agreeing with that whoever's the quarterback needs to kind of work in sync with the five guys in front of him That seems to make it a little bit more unlikely that, like, a Sawyer Robertson could come in and win that job,
0: doesn't it? Yes. Especially if he was here during the spring, maybe. But not getting here and not being able to practice until fall, it just seems unlikely. You you could. Unless he is just so unbelievably talented that that you you can't can't deny him the job.
1: You could run into the same issues you had last year a little bit. If you get a, a guy back there that can't, you know, Stay in the, whether it's stay in the pocket or whatever, or just had that awareness. I, but you have to feel like there's going to be at least marginal improvement. I mean, it, I go back to what I said a minute ago. If you get into year two of this Mike Leach system, and there's still issues up front, whether it's changing your personnel or changing the way you're trying to coach those guys or changing your strategy a little bit, closing the split, I don't know. You have to do something. I mean, but the fact of the matter is the Mike Leach way has worked. Yeah, We go back to that all the time, yeah. but that's what I continue to go back to is that ultimately it's tough to go back in Mike Leach's history and find more than a year where you had these types of
0: consistent struggles. How good does Charles Cross have to be this year for me to not call him a bust? I thought as a freshman he, he, he was okay. He had some issues at times, but I thought by, by and large he was – he was at least serviceable. And as a true freshman in a system where, hey, you're on the island, basically every play, I thought he did about as good as he as you could have hoped for. But I feel like he needs to take a big step forward and become a good to it. I mean, to, his recruiting ranking tells me he should be a first-round pick. So I want to see him start playing like one this season. Is that fair?
1: I, when you look around at other guys of his ilk, five star guys that eventually going to be like first round guys. I think it's fair to say by their third years in programs, they are stars. Yeah. So yeah, I think you are incredibly fair by saying he needs to be what Mississippi State recruited him to be. That that left tackle that is just solid as a rock and you, you know you can rely on him. I don't think that's I don't think those expectations are off base at all. You don't recruit a five-star guy with hopes that by the time he's a junior or senior he comes around. I mean, this is redshirt sophomore year, or I guess I guess a second redshirt freshman year. However, you want the program.
0: At it. Yeah, I expect him to be the kind of guy that I look at and go, "Okay, he's a potential first-round pick." That's what I, I expect this year. And uh, yeah, we talked about this the other day with, with Nikki McRae-Penson. I'm not going to apologize when I think that I have high expectations for something. All right. Because all I'm doing is going off the information I have. This guy was the number two overall offensive lineman in his class, a five star player, an Under Armour or Armory All American. The difference is he didn't put those expectations on himself. It doesn't matter. Those are the expectations. He didn't shy away from them. He didn't come out and say, uh, maybe, you know, let's, let's you know, bump me, me down a star. Yeah, bump me down, you know, a half star or something. I don't know. So, yeah, that's, that's the expectation level. Sort of the same with Dollar Bill. I think moving inside will help Dollar Bill a lot. You don't see a lot of guards his size in this world. But he should be a man mountain in, in the middle of it. You know his problems last year. I thought were he had trouble getting out and, and moving laterally. He moving got help now. Yeah, just he's good now. And then we get to find out what Scott Lashley is all about. This you know we finally get to have that uh that time to see you know assuming he stays healthy that he, what he can do come fall. Just what are your expectations for Scott Lashley? This
1: makes for terrible pod. I don't have any idea what, what I. I I don't know what to expect out of Scott Lashley. He's another guy. You look at his recruiting profile from a few years ago, you mm-hmm. think he ought to be pretty darn good. Yeah. Um, but he didn't do just a ton at Alabama. He comes here and gets hurt, so you don't see anything out of him. I don't know what a fair expectation is out of him. I I guess the good news is, I mean, if he gets out there and struggles, you got Cam Jones sitting over there and played a lot of football last year that you can just kind of do a switcheroo. Yeah. Um I don't know what's fair to expect out of Lashley. Right. But apparently he expects a lot out of himself. I mean, to come back this year I feel like is is a sure sign of I need to go come back, and get some stuff on film and try and be a you know, if I got if I got visions of playing on Sunday, I, I need to play this year. And uh, so I think he should be motivated, kinda like a guy, whether it's in the NFL or major league baseball, whatever, in a contract year kind of thing. I need to go show what I'm worth so that I can get mine. And, and this is a year for him to do that. So.
0: You remember a year ago when we were talking about this defense and we were saying, look, if they're just in the top half, this team should be really good because we thought the offense was sort of a given. Well, we were wrong on that, but that was our thought process. And it's sort of the same thing here of the offensive line. They don't have to be the best offensive line in the conference. Yeah. But they just have to be able to block three, block four, hopefully be able to even block one on one when they need to, block five on five. Because, you know, teams aren't going to blitz a ton against a Mike Leach offense because the quick throws are always there, and then they set up for big plays. They just have to be good. They don't have to be great. Now, I'd like Cross to become great, but if you just tell me across the board, that in terms of sacks allowed, that they're middle of the pack, somewhere between five and nine, I would believe that this offense would be very productive. I'm
1: right there with you. I'm right there with you. You just think back to last year. What if they had been just... Adequate. You know, yeah. just, just good. That's all they would I mean, you probably
0: have at least a couple more wins, right? I mean, imagine you know that Arkansas game where they drop eight and they just cannot get pressure. So Costello's just sitting back there and eventually somebody comes free and they're completing passes. That was the problem. As much as, you know, heat as Costello took and, and he, he threw a lot of bad passes, don't get me wrong. But most of the problems with the offense last year just the fact that he couldn't block anybody. And when you can't block anybody, it doesn't matter what kind of offense you run you're not going to be successful. So Mason Miller, Mike Leach, they have a big task to get this offensive line ready and where it needs to be. But if they do that, this should be a, a productive offensive team that can meet the normal standards. And the standard is the standard. Don't don't ever forget that. Yeah. That, uh, that his teams have gotten in the past. Unfortunately, the defense is just no good. Let's, let's talk about that real quick. <laughs> If you have not already, I cannot give you a higher recommendation on YouTube than to find yesterday's Zach well, Arnett. Well, I, I would prefer you, because by the time you listen to this, yes, it will yes, be yes. up. I would prefer you go to Cowbell cowbellcorner.com Corner. and listen to Zach Arnett's four-minute masterpiece of a press conference. Let's discuss everything that happened. First off, let's let's give the the is that he's sort of overstating things, all right? in that there were a lot of drives where he his defense would get a stop but they would just let the offense keep the ball there were times even where the defense would knock the ball where it would be third and 36 and they would get a stop and they'd just be like all right move the chains yeah. you know I mean, it's not the the, the the scrimmage was designed to let the offense <coughs> excuse me <clears throat> have to a big game. Put everybody
1: day. in different situations right, a little bit. Right. Yeah, it
0: was so it's not like the offense was just getting the ball on the one and driving 99 yards up and down the field on Zach Arnett's defense, <laughs> Which is
1: exactly what you would get the impression But that's of what when you, you would think that. listening to this press conference.
0: <laughs> First off, my my condolences to David Murray who just didn't quite understand what Arnett was saying and get paid the price in a heavy way for that. Um and then this, this press card, Joel was not there, I was not there, uh, some of the others were not there. You got Theo, who God bless him, it was the first week on the beat, and they just tossed him in there to an angry Zach Arnett. How about the Christians and the Lions right there? My God. And Arnett just chewed him up and spit him out. Arnett was not having it yesterday. <laughs> Many freshmen stood out, no. No. <laughs> no. They are good. They aren't good, is what that man said. So, Ah. Uh. Give yourself four minutes to sit down and listen to Zach Arnett. If you are a if you like if you are a person who does not like when coach sugarcoats things, you will lo- Can you imagine if Zach Zach Arnett endorsing products honestly is a million dollar idea. Can you imagine if Zach Arnett did my eulogy? What do you want to say about him? He was fat. He was lucky to live as long as he did. Wasn't a really nice guy either, you know? We need one of those Zach Arnett reads mean tweets videos. Oh my god. No 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 no. We need Zach Arnett Reed's nice, nice tweets. Nice tweets, yeah. That'd be, Coach that'd be Arnett, better. I think your defense is great. Thank you for staying at Mississippi State. What's so great about it, huh? We didn't stop anybody. Did we win every game we played? No. We gotta get better. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Coach Arnett, we love we love Nathan Pickering. He's a, such a great player. He's got a lot of improving to do, I gotta be honest.
1: But what you gotta like about it too is he He's honest with it. And he is. I mean, like the freshman question: Is anybody still out? No, not really. Yeah, but he also, more than anything, said, you know, what's what's the
0: problem? You know, what's the issue? You're saying it's me. Yeah. Oh, he, like, t- he, he takes he, he's putting it on him. It, it starts with <laughs> coaching. It starts with us being better coaches. It's I, not I, I, him
1: throwing anybody under the bus. Right, it's right. not anything other than him saying it all. The bus stops said with him, that, like, and I appreciate that. Like you're going to be honest, you're going to take the bullet.
0: Our coaches, there was no racism in our in our high school. We were all equally worthless. Yeah. That's what Zach Arnett, the coaching staff and the players, we all suck. That is the Zach Arnett philosophy. We start at the absolute bottom. Literally a little league team of girls could score on us. And we work our way up from there. That is the Arnett way. Uh. I loved I was laughing really hard. No, don't tell Arnett I was laughing though. Don't tell him, Because he'll be like, "What's you laughing at? What's so funny?" I didn't say anything funny. <laughs> we need video of him like eating at the world's best steakhouse and like, like the chef. It's and, all right. How is yeah. it? Oh, it's decent. It's decent. You know, it could be better. It could be better. You know, I asked for medium rare. This is closer to medium. I don't know. What's this? <laughs> you know, it starts with the chefs. It starts with the meat. You know, what kind of meat are you bringing in? What Let you... me see the cow. <laughs> Stuff like. <laughs> Million-dollar idea. I'll tell you what. Zach Arnett reads nice... I may pass that along to MSU Media Relations. Like, we're going to go the opposite. We're not going to do what Zach Arnett reads mean, mean tweets. tweets. Zach, Zach Arnett, Arnett reads mean. nice tweets and then comments on them. But I'll tell you what. If you went to that steakhouse
1: and uh, the meat had come from a certain local institution... Well,
0: let's move <laughs> on over to baseball. That's probably you by. Our good friends over at Welcome Home Beef who I would defy Zach Arnett to say a crossword about I've never said a crossword about him because man, every time I've gotten something from Welcome home beef, it's just been one of the best things I've ever cooked, never put in my mouth. Delicious food, great cuts of meat. We all know about the quality of the beef that they provide, and now they're providing it across North Mississippi and local uh, local grocery stores. If your local grocery store isn't getting Welcome Home Beef products on the shelf, you need to find out why. Find out how you can support a great Mississippi business. And, of course, you can always just call Welcome Home Beef and see what's going on. Also, don't forget to check them out on Twitter and Facebook. Follow them on Twitter, at Beef Home, to find out when the food truck is operating. Burgers, steak sandwiches, steak tacos, and a lot of other specials. You definitely want to check that out if you're in Starkville. Call Welcome Home Beef today at 662-268-8148 or visit them online at welcomehomebeef.com. Even Zach Arnett would have to say, It just tastes good. (laughs) Get a little Vince McMahon there on the end. I
1: was trying to get a little Zach Arnett (laughs) raspy in there. It just tastes
0: good. There you go. Uh... (laughs) Something else that tastes good, obviously, is our good friends over at Two Brothers Smoked Meats, one of the best restaurants in Starkville, a place you definitely need to be on Super Bulldog weekend, enjoying yourself. Great, big patio outside to enjoy this great weather that we've been having, although it's supposed to be a little rainy tonight. But, man, it's it's just been beautiful these past few days. And that's the kind of weather you want to have for when you got the patio. The food, I mean, we've talked about it so many times. It's just great, a great menu up and down the uh, – up and down, you got so many great options: tacos, burgers, sandwiches, and you never know what specials are going to be running. Make sure you're following them on Twitter and Instagram to uh, to excuse me to uh, to see what the specials of the day or the week are going to be. Great stuff right there in the heart of the Cotton District. You can't go wrong. Six twenty-one University Drive. That's Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Our good friends at Advantage Business Systems know that right now is the time. You know, it's never it's never the wrong time to start doing things right around your office, to make sure that your technological needs are met, to make sure that your profits are maximized, to make sure that your problems are minimized. And that's what Advantage Business Systems does, and they've been doing it for nearly 50 years here in our home state. You just can't do it. You can't stay in business that long unless the services you provide aren't top-notch. So call them today and find out how they can help your business succeed. Call them at 601 362-9192, 362-9192, or visit them online at absms.com. You'll find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. That was a long baseball game on, on Tuesday night. I think you could have played the, the entire Friday night game against Kentucky, plus another half of it <laughs> in the time it took State to beat Southern 15-1. to 1. You know, when you... When you
1: throw nine different guys and you win fifteen to one, though, I mean that has the makings of like a five hour marathon. It was, I mean, three and a half hours for what it was may have been brisk. Yeah, considering I
0: mean, you're talking about. I, mean, I don't think you ever had a one two three inning on either side. Yeah, and that's a I've ne- I don't know that I've ever seen that where you just had there was not a single one two three inning in the game. Uh, State threw nine pitchers, including Eric Sarantola, who looked pretty good, looked okay. Uh, Cade Smith, Cade Smith became the twenty fourth pitcher to throw this year. Um, you got home runs from uh, Rowdy Jordan, who is starting to heat up. I think we might be we might go as far to say he's heated
1: up. His batting average has, has raised forty three points over the last four games. Yeah, it was two seven game hitting streak. It was two thirty three. I think entering the first game of the Kentucky series, it's mm-hmm. two seventy six now. Um, I'm not sure on the hitting streak. Yeah, That may be
0: right. I think that's correct. And then we have uh, home runs from, like I said, Rowdy Jordan, uh, Brad Cumbis, and Brandon Pimentel. Um, you saw Hatcher get a double last night, so I don't know if that's going to be a spark or anything like that, but he did, he did get a base hit. I'm, I'm sure that had to help him a little bit. Hits, I think, from 10 different Bulldogs. 11, I believe. Oh, well, I put it in my article, man. Well, there you go. I need to read those articles a little closer, I guess. Four guys with multiple hits. Yeah. Anything else you want to share? See, I'm
1: trying to remember the guys with multiple It was Leggett, Cumbest, mm-hmm. Pimentel, and Rowdy. That was the four. There you go.
0: Rowdy was three or four he in, was. in the game. He had a really good game. Head State gets the win 15-1 to over Southern. Um, I mean, it was a pretty typical SEC power versus SWAC kind of game, which, you know, never take those for granted Yeah. after last season.
1: I, I think these games, I mean, it means something, though, to have guys. Like for Rowdy, for instance. Yeah. To, to come out there and just keep feeling good about yourself. Seeing I mean, the ball. In the grand scheme of things, these are games where you have to win them and they're not particularly entertaining because, I mean, it's a no, <laughs> it's kind of a no-win situation when you play these games. You either blow them out or it's viewed as a failure kind of thing. But you did blow them out and you got a lot of guys feeling pretty good about themselves. Brad Cummins got to be feeling great about himself now next time he's in there. Like you said, Hatch got a hit. That's got to help him a little bit and – Lamonis was saying after the game that he because the lineup was all kinds of mixed up you had Logan Tanner playing first base you had Hatch in left field um, you had Kellum Clark in the starting lineup for I think just the second time this season he mm-hmm. um, did some things and uh, Lamonis said particularly with Hatch it was just to let him play a different position kind of get a different view of things and hopefully just have fun a little bit kind of deal and he goes out there and does get a hit so you hope that carries over into the weekend but these games can mean something from a confidence and just get you feeling good about yourself perspective, which in baseball, I think a lot of you probably know this, but if you don't, so much of this game is just between your ears. And if you go up to the dish and you're Josh Hatcher and you're riding an oaf or whatever, you go up there that first A-B thinking you got to make something happen, you're gripping the bat tight and... All of a sudden, you're chasing out of the zone, trying to make too much happen. Well, now maybe you get a hit on a Wednesday, you know, a Tuesday night. You're a little bit more settled when you when you step in the box against Auburn this weekend, kind of thing. So, be interesting to see how much, if any, carryover there is for guys like Rowdy and Hatch.
0: Yeah, I agree. And so now you go into this series with Auburn, who uh, you know hasn't been great this year. Uh, swept by Ole Miss, lost two out of three to uh, Arkansas and to Kentucky. So I guess what it makes them what one or two and two and seven in conference play. So I mean these are these are games you got to win, even though it's on the road. You know this is a series you need to win, and a sweep would really set you up pretty good for an Ole Miss team that is going to be reeling a little bit without the with now with the loss of Tim Elko. Some some losses around the nation yesterday. South Carolina lost. Uh, Kentucky beat Louisville, who's ranked in the top ten. That's a good. That's a great thing for Mississippi State. Um, I, I want to say Florida State lost yesterday. Uh, Vanderbilt only won by one against UT Martin. Uh, Just just some interesting games around the conference yesterday and around the country. So big weekend series uh, for Mississippi State against Auburn. We will obviously go into a lot more detail about that on tomorrow's show. So we'll talk to you again on Friday morning. For Joel T. Coleman, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi.